The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Mahal and he's back after a long haul. I can't rap. He came back and there was the rock. I felt bad because everyone cheered. Now he has a a title defense. I can't rap. Welcome back to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. As you can tell by my struggle session, I am the sister of Dan Struction, Danielle Radford, as I clearly just did. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Rise and Right, Lindsay Kelk. Hello. And you can rap. You just did it. That was doing it. You did it. Look, I'm doing it. I can do a lot of things. It doesn't mean I'm 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 capable of doing so. Um, and our special guest for the second week in the row. What is it? My birthday? How did we do this? We've got Bell to Bell, Darnell, Mitchell. I had to pronounce it like that for the rhyme. I am so sorry. <laughs> Welcome back, it's, Darnell. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yes, you can rap. I believe in you. It's all about the feeling inside. If Timothy Chalamet can rap, you can rap. That's all I'm going to say. If little Timmy can bust a rhyme on nationwide television. I have nothing on Timmy Tim. We all know this. I'm I'm not going (laughs) to pretend like I can go bar for bar, rhyme for rhyme with Timmy Tim. That's not going to happen. But if he's listening and he wanted to do a rap battle, how do we feel about that? I know I've got off piece and we've only just started, but... Well, look, WrestleMania would, I, season is coming. What if it was you and Timmy Tim <laughs> in a WrestleMania rap battle? I mean, if I could get Bad Bunny to help me out and, and do some, like, get in the background, uh, th- then we got we got, we got got a stew going, babies. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I referenced Jinder Mahal. I did have to look up. It, it has been a minute. When Tony Khan is right, sometimes he's right. And it has been a minute since we've seen Jinder um, doing a bunch of stuff on my TV. And who would have thought that 2024 would kick off with Jinder Mahal being one of the central figures on WWE TV again. I have always felt like that dude came in, did exactly what was asked of him, and unfortunately bore the brunt of a lot of stuff that just like was not his bad, it was not his fault. We all know that he's just being fed to people right now. But if that means that he gets to like do something with his TV time, we can maybe spend something interesting out of this. Hey, if that means he gets paid more good for him, I always felt like he got kind of a raw, hey, no pun intended, deal. <laughs> totally. I was pleased to see him. Like, I, I have a real soft spot for gender based on absolutely nothing. If only that A, he dresses nice, and B, he got in that shape and he stayed in that shape when he was not on my television. And you best believe I am currently not in WrestleMania shape. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's been working out. You could be out. called at any time. Yeah. I could uh, be it, called at any minute. And I would have to call <laughs> Oprah and say, help a girl out. Because we need to drop some (laughs) LBs quickly. Uh, But Jinder stays ready, right? I think it's really unfair. He he really does. Yeah, and you just know he smells good. You can just tell. He dresses well. His hair's always done. You know he smells like a kind of product. Darnell, what do you think about Jinder's last run? 
anytime I get to see a black and brown person on WWE TV, I'm always excited. But like, I'll never understand like the things against him. He looks great. Mm-hmm. He's of a nationality where you don't really get to see a lot of them uh, participate in wrestling as much as they should from a huge background. He's like six foot four. He's a big guy. Yeah. I remember when I met him and he's huge. So he has the look. He does dress well. Is he the best wrestler in the ring? No, but not everyone's the best wrestler in the ring. I love Jinder Mahal, and I was very excited when he was WWE champion. So I, I look, get your paycheck. Make sure that as long <laughs> as he cashes every Friday, that's all that matters <laughs> to me. You. Yeah, just don't leave it over the weekend. Like, make sure you cash it immediately yeah. after your television appearance. Uh. Yeah, don't be like CM Punk and have him. I wish that he had enough checks where he could just leave one in his couch over a weekend and be like, oh, it's expired. I need a new one. I want that for him, but please cash them checks. It's a new company now. Uh, I'm sure Endeavor does fun, but you don't know. I've seen how mergers work. I agree. I have always wanted nothing but the best for gender. And he did get better as his run went because it's just reps. And the more yeah. that you do it and the more that you work that muscle, the better that you're going to get. And so then we, we've we got some other developments happening in WWE. Roman is going to defend his title at the Royal Rumble against AJ Styles. I guess they're not going to do like a Wendy on a pole match. Uh, that's Don't roll it out. Me. We could put all kinds of people on poles. We could have a Wendy on a pole. We could have a Mrs. Orton on a pole. Uh, I think LA Knight has some cool pets. Like, there could be things on poles. Don't rule it out. <laughs> That's true. That is very, very fair. It, it looks like Randy is showing up. It looks like we're getting the Randy that shows up. What do we think? I don't have. I've never been a Randy. <laughs> I've never been a Randy Orton person. I get it. Yeah, He's great, yeah. but like, I get it. I my favorite thing about him. He's fine as shit, though. That motherfucker look good as a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And my favorite thing will always still just be him on Twitter being, you don't get it, man. No lives matter unless black lives matter. And I was just like, Randy, or look at you being a grown up. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I have no. And then he says the N word when he's high, but that he was. <laughs> yes. uh, Randy giveth and he taketh away. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby, Baby steps. steps. The most shocking thing that could happen to me is AJ somehow gets the title. And I feel like it would be one of those things where it's like a banana peel slipped. Yeah, something happened in Gorilla where everyone turned their head away at the same time. Like a boom is going to fall from the ceiling and knock all four men out. And it's going to knock AJ over Roman. And the ref is going to have no choice but to count. I mean, (laughs) if AJ falls on Roman, considering the amount of alleged drugs he could be doing, I mean, he's a big guy now. So he might might be able to keep that big He is doing all kinds of Dayquil, Nyquil, Advil. I mean, boy's healthy. Boy looks healthy. Speaking of someone who came back ready for WrestleMania, uh a whoo. My little flat earth believing gazelle. I'm always happy to see him. (laughs) Hey, Danielle, he's just asking questions. He's just asking he questions. He just asking questions. It's just a question that all of us he already saw. Sure. Right? <laughs> I actually am super into this match and I love the way it got set up. And I thought it was an incredible moment for our new SmackDown GM, the way that yeah. he played it off, how he walked away and told Paul Heyman's and oh that don't worry about it. Your boy just got himself in a fatal four-way. And Roman didn't know. And I loved I thought that was brilliant television and brilliant storytelling because Roman's in the ring you know, <laughs> running around, gazelling, if you will, um, over the mm. fallen bodies of the people he thinks he's run out of town. Um, Paul Heyman <laughs> is just stood there looking shocked because he's just found out about this fatal four-way. I thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was a really great moment. He's done celebrating. 
tell him congratulations. You know why? Because he's just earned himself a fatal four-way match with all three of these guys at the Royal Rumble. Plus, it means Roman doesn't have to do too much because I guess let's protect <laughs> Roman between now and WrestleMania. <laughs> and again, it doesn't bother me because there's so much going on with the bloodline that I'm okay that Roman isn't having like the the work rate of his life bell to bell mm-hmm. because yeah, there totally. is a compelling story that is happening. So I'm I'm good with it. What are you thinking about, Darnell? What you just said is really, really important because there's such a balance there, right? Some people, they want their champion to be... Uh, a workhorse champion and wrestle all the time. I think of, sorry, Tangent, someone like Orange Cassidy, for example, mm. when he was champion and he was wrestling every single week. And it's great, but, like, Roman has the story. Mm. So I, I think the match is going to be amazing. I'm really excited about it because I'm a sucker for a triple threat and a fate of four. But I think it's like now it's just time to let's just get some good matches, some cute little matches before he eventually loses. <laughs> yeah. and let's the That's totally how know? I feel about wrestling right now. I was just saying this to Julia before we started recording. I'm like, everything feels like some cute little matches before we get going. Right? All of Raw this week yeah. was like, let's just do some yeah. cute little matches. Let's just do some Raw stuff. Raw was very cute. Yeah, because it's like wheels are kind of spinning a little bit until Mania happens. Everyone's pretending that they're going to win the Rumble still. Yeah. So everyone's getting in the ring and saying, I'm in the Rumble. I'm gonna win and it's like well you're not but that is very very cute and I love that you came here and did your hair and makeup or put your little panties on let's have a nice raw until (laughs) the rumble me and Lindsay are just sitting there with like camcorders like mean girls like say your line honey say your line point at the sign point at the sign (laughs) and we're doing the sign we're also pointing at the sign with them like it's it's full it's full it's right there it's it's like chris jenner you're doing amazing sweetie that's how i feel about every single one of my babies right now i'm like look at scarlet look at scarlet with her new hair look at all my babies she looks great. She looks amazing. Looks Scarlett's new look is working for me. And I've, she, you know, if you go and you look at like a, a lot of her work uh, in Impact or TNA or whatever they were calling it then, she has been saying like, <laughs> I want to bring the, like, I want to do like the sexy. I want to be mm-hmm. like the sexy person. Like I, I want to be that sable energy. And I'm like, well, hey, now that we do have more different kinds of women on our TV. If it is your choice that you want to be this big, sexy bombshell girl, you go do it. And she showed up in her, God, we are such aunts. She showed up in her little cute outfit with her, yeah. with her, her new brunette locks looking real good and stuff. The authors of pain, just like hanging out. And I do like them. I like her and I almost called him Kevin. I don't know that man. I like her and Karen. <laughs> I will Cross. only accept Kevin. Oh. On this podcast, we will only accept Kevin. It's all I want to hear. Kevin's got a little ponytail. That's a choice. Um, I, <laughs> I like the I hair. Also forget- she she hasn't wrestled yet, right? I know that she's had a couple of NXT matches, and I know that, and I'm pretty sure that she has wrestled when she was in TNA. So she she has done wrestling, but we haven't it's seen just her that... do a full wrestle on. Yeah, a oh full wrestle. no, I don't know if full, I don't know that I've, especially on the main roster, I do not recall. And say, please correct us if we're wrong. I don't recall Scarlett having a match. But also, look, 2020 and 2021 was wild. There's a lot of stuff I might not remember during that period. But I, I'm really excited about that. And uh, Street Profits and, and Bobby Lashley, that's going to be fantastic. I understand why they're putting Street Profits and Bobby Lashley together. And this time, it's not one of those things where it's like, because black. Because these three actually, like, the Street Profits, I mean, it's a little bit. Street Profits and Bobby Lashley 
actually do make sense as people who would hang out. They do make sense. So this isn't one of those where it's like, all right, well, this will just be the Negro corner. And then, <laughs> you know, these Negroes will, will fight this other team and that'll be. Oh, it's like, no, this actually, it, this it's makes just, very it's good It's happened sense. so many times before, right? Like, that's it the is. thing. It's like, that's why it your is. mind goes there, because that's what they do. And Authors of Pain, our, our little Ninja Turtles are back. Yeah, babies, the giant babies. I want to <laughs> give Dawkins props for for that lovely jacket that he had on this week with the almost kind of a dropped shoulder. I thought that looked very flattering on his frame. I would like to hear from Fashion Corner about why Montez needs his clothes so tight. Because they're going to split. I'll tell you exactly why. There we go, Darnell. Uh, The floor is yours, my friend. (laughs) I'm going to be sassy. I love Bianca. I love her so much. But girl, get her away from that sewing machine. Because I know she <laughs> She's makes... She's too busy. She makes that gear, She right? makes his stuff. Yeah, yeah she, she makes, makes his stuff. stuff. Yeah. And I don't know... Let, let me tell y'all. <laughs> I don't know what person has told y'all. Men out there in the world, you do not need your pants to be jeggings. Like, it is so terrible. I, I can tell that there's some, there has to be some sort of synthetic in there because you just can't get a natural it's fiber to lay that way. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a four-way stretch, which is really good for wrestlers. But it just looks like he looks like a child to me when I see (laughs) pants that, like, look like that. They're very tight and they're very short. Like, you can find the balance. But every single time I see him, I swear to God, like, it's just sort of like, Bianca, girl, put the glue stick down. (laughs) Every time he raises his arms, I'm like, it's going to split. So you're right. It's going to be four-way stretch because otherwise that jacket would have been torn right into Every time he picks up, torn asunder every time he raised the microphone to his mouth. Yeah, and for folks who don't know, Darnell is literally an expert in menswear and in fashion. Like, that is what Darnell, like, so Darnell is not just me. I'm just a snarky bitch who likes wigs. <laughs> Darnell actually knows things about I don't, like pleats and in 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 not incisors; those are teeth. Um, it, the the one I love you... that you went to pleats first. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think of sewing words. Darts, darts and pleats. In... Yes, that's our sister our sister podcast, darts and pleats. Yeah, where's the one where you measure where the dick the is? Inseam. Inseam. It's, it, it, yeah, Darnell knows about like literally like construction of clothing and how to make clothing look. You're good thinking stuff, so about how. Like, Joey measures for pants. That's what you're thinking about. Like, yeah. That's yes. what's happening here. In prison. Because <laughs> oh. like LA Knights have to be oh. jeggings too because there's so many times he goes into the ring and I'm, I don't think he gonna make it. <laughs> They're too I, tight. It's, it's, the, um, it's the John Cena of like tailoring. I remember a couple of years ago when he started wearing them with like Total Divas and I was just sort of like, who is... Actually, I know who's also making a lot of these other people's. I don't know the person. Yeah. But I figured out the name of the person that makes everyone's stuff. And I'm just like, you all go to the same person. And he just makes your stuff so tight. And it's so annoying. I will say probably the best dressed person on a TV side tangent is Stokely Hathaway. And I'm saying that because I dressed him. You do a great job styling. (laughs) Like... Like, the ten of his suits are from me. Take so, your flowers. I mean, Get your flowers. Biased. You are doing the they work. They fit like a normal suit. <laughs> as they should. And there's no excuse for it anymore. Like, I, I swear we're going to talk about wrestling again, but, like, watching the Golden Globes this weekend, I'm like, the men are so stepping it up in their fashion now, and the suits are Thank so God. beautiful, and they're looking individual, and people aren't just showing up in a tux. Wrestlers could look to that and say, hey, how can I do something fun and individual that hasn't been sprayed on me and isn't salmon? Why are they, why do they love the color, that ugly, ugly color? 
they love looking like a piece of like uncooked meat. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, such a choice. Look, look to the basketball players, boys. Look to the basketball players. Carry a Merce. It won't do you no harm. Put your belt in the Merce. Make your make your belt a Merce. You have options. Also, I am disappointed in myself by how much I love this and how hard I'm going to pop for it. We are we're we're getting. We're, 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 we're getting Kevin versus Logan Paul, guys. We're getting Kevin versus Logan Paul. We're getting Kevin versus Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. I lost it, and then I felt sh- deep shame. I went to the group chat, and I was like, I already know. I Flog me, because I'm going <laughs> to pop so hard for this whole thing, and I already know I'm going to pop so hard for this whole thing. And that, Ke- the way that Kevin likes to live on that top rope and the way that Logan wants to meet him there and just both of them. And Logan's going to kill himself to make this match work. I am uh, mm-hmm. super, super yeah. excited. Um, I very conflicting and confusing feelings that don't make me feel good about myself. But I love Kevin Owens beyond the telling. I went to the holiday show in LA at the forum and Kevin Owens came out and the entire place lost its mind like the vibe is always amazing at a holiday show and everyone gets a good reaction but I was almost surprised at how strong the Kevin Owens reaction was given that he wasn't really in the middle of anything and people were like who's he wrestling what okay but it was just insane because he's so beloved but he also suffers no shit so he's not gonna take (laughs) Logan Paul's nonsense and Mm -hmm. I feel like I would love to see the behind I hope they do like a WWE 24 on this match because I want to see Logan Paul show some respect, which I feel like he would. Because I think Kevin Owens commands respect. Like, maybe, I don't want to see him be respectful in the ring. I want to see him get punched. But I want to see him say, hey, Kevin, I really want to have an incredible match with you. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And then I want to see them hog afterwards. And then I want to go back to my dark corner and think about myself. <laughs> I think Logan Paul might, he's so, I can't stand that, man. Um... It's like, why are you so good at everything that you do? It's upsetting. It's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. I was like, you're such a dick, but you're so good. I think my perception around him changed when they did that spot with Ricochet. Like, they almost fell, and they still did the the flip into the table. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Because you could see, like, when you watch it, you could see Logan Paul is terrified. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can see Ricochet be like, no, we going through this motherfucker. And, like, (laughs) him just be like, okay. And, like, that's the type of sort of, like, reaction that sometimes you don't get from, I want to be careful how I say this, like, some wrestlers don't have that sort of timing, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of be like, we're doing this. We're going to make it work. We're going to be safe. Logan Paul is unnecessarily good at everything that he does. Mm -hmm. And he is the person, I think, that does say to back, Kevin, you just tell me what the fuck I need to do. And I'm going to do it, yeah. no matter what. Especially uh, that moment was such a great one. That moment where he's in the ring with Ray, he recognizes oh, that yeah. he's not where he yeah. needs to be. And Ray is going for it. And Ray is a little short. And he is also like not where he needs to be. So it's the both of them not quite being where they need to be. And he still gets in there, saves Ray's neck. And then in the end, has the class to be like, that was all me. I know everyone's saying that I saved Ray, but no, I wasn't where I needed to be. And I went and fixed it the ring awareness for somebody who don't do this every day you make me mad sir you make me really (laughs) upset but also i think he has a slight issue in that he has the brain of a three-year-old where he has no fear you know how kids will just like you say oh let's Mm. go snowboarding and i a 43 year old broken lady will say no thank you i will i need my limbs i will not do this but you would take a three-year-old snowboarding and just put him on the thing and toss him down the mountain and they will go lol that's him 
he throws himself down the mountain without thinking about it. And that's a boon in this industry. We found a place for him to thrive. Yeah, it feels very much like he hasn't learned um, to fear his own mortality yet. And for me, I'm happy that if you're going to be that guy that does that, you're like a very young kid with a, a lot of money. So yeah, like you yes. go throw yourself. A lot of mileage and a like, lot of money. First. Like he's got everything yeah. he needs to stay safe. Uh, let's let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. Let's thing. do it. Uh, and then we've got Io Sky beating Maya Yim. I'm just really happy whenever Yim's on my TV screen. Honestly, she is one who I feel like she has so much of an upside and so much potential, and we very rarely get to see her really get to shine obviously she's amazing on like twitter and and watching that and that's one of those things we talked about last week darnell where you see people like really killing it and being really really funny and being really personable and charming Mm -hmm. in one place but for some reason for could be a million different reasons that doesn't happen on screen and so that's one where it's like anytime i'm like you know i want mia yim to like i want that to happen yes please yeah, I, I, she should be the biggest star. I remember seeing her all the time back in the back in the day, uh, like 2010, 2011 in um, Shimmer. So I would like to see her. I, I, she was one of my favorite people, and I think she's also her talent is is immense. And I, I also mean that in a way of like she's someone who got injured, changed the entire way she wrestled mm. because she's just that good. Her ring awareness is is insane, and like it's taken her a while to kind of get. And with the WWE universe, wow, the wow, WWE universe. What the fuck am I saying? Chill. Um, <laughs> 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 Thanks for coming, man. I'll take that check now. Uh, <laughs> talk more about superstars. Let's talk about some superstars. So this superstar, uh, she. Yeah, I just I wish the best for her because uh, like she's just she's just a nice, genuine person, and she is really, really funny. And I, I hope people are getting to see that as well. Like, good wrestler, funny, great gear, beautiful, like nice person. She also wrestled the back end of that match with her bra tied together with string. So if you uh-huh. can't get credit for that, like I would put a belt on her for that. I mean, the men won't appreciate it. Stephanie would need to come in and be like, you you all don't know. <laughs> she had to tie her top on with string and she still did the match. But that's can, amazing. Can I ask a really random question that's a total tangent? Please, please just based do. off of what you Welcome just said. Welcome to our podcast. Okay, I was thinking about this today. <laughs> with TKO buying, do you think Stephanie comes back? Oh, you think man, she wants I to come back? So. I feel like she left because of them. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I love Stephanie. She got successioned out for sure. Um, I would love to see her back. I know there are people out here just booing me right now, but I am such a, St- a Stephanie simp. Um, a, because I met her and loved her immediately, which I hated myself for, but was like, oh my God, she's awesome. Whether you agree with all of the choices she's made and the influences that were on her, but when she made those choices, you know, think about how you were raised and the choices you made, then think about how she was raised and some of the choices she made. Yes. Um, I just think she gave her whole life to this, and if she wants to come back, I would, I would literally fly across, I wouldn't, I would, I would consider flying across the country to, like, put the red carpet down for her, and be like, please, please come back. No one 
stepped up more to do rehabilitation of the WWE brand than Stephanie did, which was mm. very important. And it sounds like people genuinely like they enjoy working with her. All the reports that have come out have been for the most part positive. I mean, it, there's always going to be the negative stuff that like in any industry with anyone, but especially like when you're dealing with the McMahon. Any boss. Like, come on, any boss. Yeah. Right? Plus, you know, she's a lady, so we're not getting... Whenever I get a report on a woman in a corporate environment or a heavily male-dominated workplace and they say, oh, she's a bitch and I hate her, I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to hear her side on this and possibly go back in time and see this happen. Yeah, exactly. Typically when someone says, oh, she's a bitch and I don't like working for her, I was like, so she sounds like my type of person. (laughs) Yeah, like what I'm hearing is you stuck at (laughs) your job. She sounds like she does her job. Yes. For sure, for sure. And so now what we're going to do is go ahead and give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event and Julian's not here. So ready, ready? <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, let's get ready to uh, ah, ooh, my hole. Ain't, Ain't no, no bleeding. bleeding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate, uh, I love cake. I hate ducks. <laughs> And the Brock Lesnar bit that I always enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In what? a hard fart victory. What? There we go. Ding, ding, ding. We did it. Get a life, kid. Ingenuity. I just, we yeah. could do this forever, Julian. Never, never put the real sing in again. Just use that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's rough. Oh, it was rough. Speaking of rough, for years, the story of the Mon oh, Erics was one of the most tragic in wrestling. I'm just going to talk through it. We're just going to talk through it, babies. Perfect they were one of wrestling's most famous families before nearly all of them tragically died in rapid succession. Now, more people than ever will know their story with the release of the film, The Iron Claw. So we're going to start with how much all of us knew about the Von Erichs before the production and before everything came out. So Darnell, how familiar were you with the Von Erich kind of family and story? So I started watching wrestling in January 1996. That was WWE. Um, so I wasn't very well knowledge well, knowledge. Love it. What am I trying to Don't say? Don't change it. Keep it forever. Knowledgeable of many things from like early before then. So there's going to be so many people who hate the following thing I'm about to say. The first time I ever heard the name Von Eric was Lacey Von Eric. Oh. <laughs> Impact. You know, I may be mistaken, but as I get a look, I think that's Lacey yeah, Von Eric. That's exactly who that is. Oh. That's the daughter of Perry Von Erich, the granddaughter of the legendary Fritz Von Erich. And speaking of the Von Erichs, check out this claw to the head of Serena. And I was like, oh, she has the cool last name. And then they kept talking about family. And then I was like, wait, what? Who's their family? And then I started to like, uh, you know, Wikipedia, stuff like that. So I had no idea the impact of anything they had. I just knew Lacey Von Erich had good extensions. And that's like all and that's I knew. not a given. Yeah. As, look, especially because, gosh, Lacey was in it in like the mid 2000s, right? Yeah. The extensions was rough. So that's saying a lot. I believe it was Lacey. They, people always tell this story about, I guess, when she first got backstage and she first met like Dixie and everyone. This has been kind of a, um, a, t- a tale that's been told. I believe it was Lacey. If I'm wrong, someone will. But I know it was definitely a Lady Von Eric came in to meet Dixie and meet everyone and was basically like, hi, 
all my family's dead. It seems like she got some heat for that. She could have come to England and dropped that and we all would have been like, nice to see you, sit down, have a cup of tea. That would have been entirely acceptable in the UK. I have no problem with that whatsoever. One of those things where it definitely feels like, well, this is what everyone knows about me, so I'm just going to rip off the Band-Aid and maybe it'll be funny. And then in the room, everyone was like, oh, because we've spent the last... 48 hours since we knew you were coming pretending we didn't know that so (laughs) i can see how that could be awkward you know the von erics were i've I've you know i started really in the attitude era and then i had to play a lot of catch up Mm -hmm. with coming Mm. in and the internet was such a big help with that and going back on some of the old message boards and so much of the history of like wrestling in general has always kind of been told by the winners and the winner is wwe so they've put out a lot of documentaries and other things about about stuff that's about their part of the business and basically all of their documentaries are here's how we beat the shit out of fucking everybody <laughs> fuck you nwa <laughs> fuck you ted turner it really is uh, it's like being in an english history class at the age of 15 <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what right. we used to do yeah i i was a texas tornado girly i was such a texas tornado mm. girly when i i was watching as a kid in the 90s I mean, I didn't know it was Gary Von Eric because he was just a Texas tornado and I was 11. Everyone in the World Wrestling Federation learned that when the Texas tornado says something, he backs it up. Now, Mr. Perfect, you can rat and rave and scream and shout and kick your feet, but it's back in the line for you. The smell of victory feels so good. But I had a huge crush on him. I thought he was amazing. I get it. I've only in going back, he's he's super cute and he was colorful, which as a child who doesn't understand her funny feelings, I'm like, that's enough (laughs) for me. He's pretty, he bounces (laughs) around and he has fun colors. So I can pretend that's what I'm into. Um, I knew nothing about him. Obviously I was but a child. uh, And I really didn't know any, I didn't even, I didn't know he had passed back then because we didn't get any indie stuff in the north of England as a child. I'm sure it was accessible if you were doing tape trading and buying, you know, magazines and all of those things. But yeah, you was... belonged nowhere near tape traders I, at 11. I'm, I'm going to was... go ahead and say that, Lindsay. It would have been deeply inappropriate yeah. for a small child in the 90s <laughs> in the north of England. Uh, I didn't start my tape trading until I got the Buffy pilot, which we'll talk about another time. Oh, God. Right? Can we talk about Buffy? The Buffy look, look, hey, 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 hey. We often will go I'm off on... i a max fun drive... <laughs> don't put bugs in our bonnet (laughs) especially especially because guys julian isn't here right now i'm in charge now's our time to be bad (laughs) anyway so the buffy pilot no i had to get a u.s vhs player that would play it because it was ntsc and uk vhs's are on pal and that was a big problem with the tape trading too because it with the rest bring it back to wrestling against my will with my arm right up against my back um it was hard to watch the u.s tapes because it wasn't the same format so even when that did start to come in and I, I had an older brother who was super into wrestling so he would you know live in that world a little bit but it was still hard to get stuff so we really didn't know anything about Kerry Von Erich or the Von Erich family until I guess I just started to be aware when I came back in the mid 2000s but really my deep dive was when the Vice Dark Side of the Ring episode yeah. came out and that's when I went all the way down that hole and it became my mastermind subject that's when I was like well let me talk to you about the Von Erich curse 
followed by the lapsed fan podcast there are other wrestling podcasts it turns out there's one called the lapsed fan who knew they did an incredible series on it um it's touched on quite a lot in the behind the bastards vince mcmahon podcast series that i've talked mm-hmm. about before they talk about it a lot so i went into the movie knowing like a, like a lot like too much like more yeah. than anyone could Anyone who is not Lacey Van Eric walking into a room saying hi, my entire family's dead. I knew more than anyone who is not her needed to know. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, and and if that is one of the great things about what's kind of happening, I think a lot of it happened with kind of the the boom in um, in indie wrestling and people going back and the boom with podcasting. Now, it, the stories of wrestling are still very much like an oral tradition. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great documentaries and obviously like Dark Side of the Ring, they've always been doing like fantastic work. And then there was before that, um, the masked wrestler would do the dead wrestler of the week, which was, it sounds very snarky and glib, but it was, it was actually like oftentimes very touching and a really a really good article and great work um but so yeah now it it, having that story is something that is um it's accessible and a lot of these older stories about things that happened in the territories are accessible and i'm really excited that this part of like wrestling history which seemed like it was on its way to being kind of erased and like left behind in kind of the wwe dust is is finding a new life and and these people who made this really silly awful wonderful amazing gorgeous terrible thing that we love work for so many years before we got here it's fantastic oh did i just get serious okay let's talk about wigs um because i didn't Spoiler know alert. wigs oh, wigs look. people I- I'm just saying, so me and me and Lindsay went and saw it. I know Darnell hasn't seen it yet, but you've at least gotten a chance to see the promotional material. And we got to talk about these white boy shaking girls that they bought from like Amazon or whatever, because it is. You know, before we get into the weeds of the wigs, I do want to say, because I have my YouTube algorithm has got my number so hard. I am being served so much Jeremy Allen White content that I don't even feel good about myself anymore. I'm looking at him being like, he has a weak chin and like a funny shaped mouth and he looks like a little beak. And yet, why am I deeply attracted to this man? What's wrong with me inside? He looks like a Greek statue. That's why. My iPhone, my iPhone, the back, not the wallpaper that you first see, mm-hmm. the one on the background is him and his Calvin Klein It's a work of art, Darnell, and it's nothing to do with how he looks. I think it's artistically a beautiful shoot. I thought it was well-directed. I like the color story. Um, I'm going to keep saying things like that. No, it's true. Holy Mary, Mother of God, what is it about this man that has us all in a chokehold? He's unconventionally attractive. But I think he's still obviously attractive. He's I think so it's. Intense. I keep trying to figure it out. I'm like what staring at he's him. He's so intense because it's the eyes, right? Like, you see the eyes first. It's the, eyes. the eyes are incredible. You could, you could, you'd be like sitting on the couch drawing and coloring in, and he'd be like, "Those are the best color lines I've ever seen." You're like, "Oh my god, I love me." Oh my, like, you you make so me beautiful. you make me want to color really well. You know what I mean? I'm trying to imagine working with him, right? I keep that. That's how I'm trying to fix my brain. Is like, imagine he's a coworker. Is he even that hot? Uh, 
And it's like, I yeah. don't know anymore. Like, please leave me alone. I work with I'm this man. Do function. not get me in trouble. <laughs> because he, and the Calvin Klein ad did such a great job of making him look like, oh, I'm a confused man who's going to my roof couch. And I'm like, I do believe you're a confused yeah. man who's wondering, where is my couch? And watch like, that. But imagine the whole time it's a man looking for his couch. He's like, I guess I'm just going to run up here. Is this is my couch on these bars? If you told me he had trouble... <laughs> With like push and pull doors, I'd believe you. You know, if you were just like, oh, Jeremy is amazing, but like he just can't work out a push and a pull door, I'd be like, oh, that's that's cute, that's cute, and that's acting because he seems very smart. But he like when when they need him to himbo it up, he does. But I will say, I watched um, a Get Ready with Me for the Golden Globes video because I truly, truly did love his outfit, that gorgeous high waisted pant and the sheer shirt. I thought it was stunning. So we've watched, we we've all watched that. We haven't all watched the movie, but we've all watched Get Ready with me with the Golden Globes Uh, and he said um, and then it it fed into I was going to say about that but no it fed into another video where he answered questions on the internet and a lot of those questions were about the Iron Claw and one of them was literally those wigs though which is why it's relevant (laughs) here and he did not wear a wig he grew his hair really long and then they put extensions in it so while the other boys could take their wigs off at the end of the day Poor Jeremy Allen White is running around Louisiana with that hair. Ah, I did see him with the little ponytail. With the little ponytail. Yeah. The little pony. Oh, and you know what? I bet his extensions were like not as textured as his natural hair was, so he couldn't even try to blend it on days off. I mean, are we even assuming they were natural hair? I'm not. I'm assuming they were Amazon clippings. I I know what the budget of that movie was, and that's not a shit on the movie. Like, it was a $20 million budget. They're not spending a lot of money, as we've discovered, on the hair. No, Zac Efron looks like a... He looks like a He-Man figure come to life. Fantastic job, though. He literally does. I mean, did they just... get that wig from the abandoned He-Man movie? Did they just go to Netflix and rifle around <laughs> in the bin? <laughs> were they were just I, like, I, I have you got a He-Man in their wig bin? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, yeah, go, go well, check it out. Well, you're Okay, well, I mean, look, Netflix, if there's if there's a wig box, call me. <laughs> I really like the movie. I do feel like there were some parts of the movie where it was more about the relationship than each individual. I, I would love if in 10 years someone, you know, decided that they wanted to make like, uh, you know, a, a, a mini series of yeah. this. It doesn't have to be in 10 years, Danielle. It could be right now, because unlike you, I did not love the movie. Right I really felt. Like, it did not do a service to the brothers. I'm sorry. I want to be positive it, about yeah. this. No, but no, all no. I can remember is Zac Efron saying, I just want to be with my brothers over and over and over while Lily James is trying to fuck him. And that's not what you're supposed to say <laughs> to Lily look. James while she's trying to fuck you. Because it's he made it weird. Um I'm a virgin. Have you met my brothers? <laughs> I'm a virgin. Let's go party with my brothers. I just love my brothers. You love my brothers. It's our wedding. Here's my brothers. One of them's coughing up blood, but we're going to laugh about it later. Like, I, I, it, I, I don't, I can't go on my why I hated the movie rant because I feel terrible. I love those boys. I really enjoyed it, but yeah. yeah. I would die for those boys. All of those boys. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron, Harris Dickinson. The one that was the other brother. 
Uh, the student. Well, I was trying to remember the actor's name. It's Stanley something. I know. I can't. Um, yeah, but I can't yeah, who played right Mike? But also kind of secretly slash Chris because they wrote Chris out because yes. they because the screenwriter. It was too sad. They had to get rid of one of the brothers because it's too tragic. Yeah. See, this is part of my issue with it. I've also read a bunch of stuff with the writer director Sean Durkin, who I'm sure is fucking lovely and delightful. But when your first interview is like why did you just cut out the death of a brother because it was just too sad i'm like well is this a biopic or not then because i don't know and if it's not a biopic i don't know what it is because it's just Mm. so fucking sad and the pacing is so weird and it's very dreamy right i don't really feel like i came away knowing anything more about the family then I went in, even if I didn't know everything I knew, except they all die. Like, that's all I learned is like, everyone's going to die and he just wants to be with his brothers. I have a question because mm. obviously I haven't seen it and I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I want to see it. Movies that are like, I know that are deliberately sad are not very um, entertaining to me because right. I'm just sort of like, you know what? I don't feel like crying for two hours. <laughs> oh, see, and I love that shit because I'm English and a miserable bitch. And yet I still was like... <laughs> Either go full fucking sad with this and show me every death, or or don't. That's a good point. I I think it's really interesting to hear you critique it that way, especially because you knew a lot about the Von Erics. Thinking of it this way, and then also thinking of it, I know it's a little bit hard to take yourself out of the idea, like, if you did not know anything Mm -hmm. about the Von Erics, because casual people who know nothing about this have a very different relationship with this film. Yeah, that's true. Do you think that can you appreciate it in that way? Or do you still think that there's still those same issues um, that you have as an actual fan? So from my perspective, obviously, like as a fan, I was like, this is not doing, this is doing a disservice to the family and their it's history. Not giving. That was, yeah, for me, it's not giving. It's not giving Von Eric. It's giving von eric trailer you know it's giving let's just speed through this it's giving let's change things around to fit our weird pacing uh which i is not giving in and of itself but i watched it with my husband who is a wrestling fan but doesn't know much about wrestling history he had seen the vice doc but he had seen it when it aired so what three four years ago because it was season one Mm -hmm. of dark side of the ring Yeah. yeah so he knew that some people died like he was like they're not all going to live, are they? But and he actually had thought they all died. Like, at the end, again, spoilers, but if you're listening to this, you'll, you'll know. Um, he was like, one of them survived! And he was delighted that one of them lived to tell the tale. But he's also in film. He's a film editor. So, again, it's not an entirely separated view because he hated it as a film. He was like, it fails oh. as a film for me because of the weird pacing, of the weird choices that were made that sometimes, like Danielle said, and some moments are very dreamy and then the rest of the movie is so flat and bare bones and factual and a lot of the dialogue is just, it feels like first draft dialogue. You know, you've got Fritz coming out and being like, I think need a championship in this house and one of you is going to win it. And I'm not saying he wasn't like that, but when every character's <laughs> They dialogue, were kind to that man. Right, they, they were, were very pretty kind, kind to, to Fritz. But I also know Kevin, the surviving brother, is kind to his dad, right? Like, in hindsight, he's like, he wasn't the monster you all think he was. Yeah, well, your dad fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) 
this. Like, like, I, don't, I don't know shit about the Von Erichs, but I know that. That motherfucker yeah. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I would stand by that statement um, from what I know. Like, there are very few heightened moments of emotion for mm. me. And I'm like, this is a wrestling movie? And I don't feel anything. There was so much talk about all the in-ring work. That's a good point. That's a good and point. And there was very little in-ring work. Like, they talked about wrestling these 8 to 15 minute matches and all I saw was, like, a drop kick and, and just some Good slapping. Kicks, it was great drop kicks. They were amazing. I want to see and those... And Chavo, yeah, Chavo got himself in there. Chavo, go and get himself a job. But I want to see those matches. I want them Show to no put those face. on YouTube. I want to see that full 15 minute match that they keep talking about that they wrestled over and over and over because all I saw was one move per, 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 brother, per brother and then it was over and then the world's worst Ric Flair impersonator. Ric Flair doesn't deserve anything. Um, but, sorry. <laughs> and he doesn't get it, Donnell, so don't worry about it. That way. Interesting thing to say. Obviously, again, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm thinking of The Wrestler. Yes. And I think the thing about The Wrestler, why you cared so much, is probably because you actually got to see Mickey Rourke like, wrestle a match. Yeah, and that's what my like, husband said. They weren't said. very long, but you got to see him like yeah. do the actual yeah. job, so you became a little bit Jeff more... Jeff immediately was like, can we watch The Wrestler? Like... Because he Wrestling loves that movie. He was like, can we just watch that right now? Because like, I feel movie. so fucking weird about what we just watched. Oh, that's mm. wild. Oh, it, it, again, I really enjoyed it. So I... I love that you did. And I feel horrible yucking your yum. I feel really bad No, 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 no. That's, this is not yucking yums. This is a movie discussion. Yeah, this isn't like I was on Twitter saying I like this. And then you came and was like, well, fuck you're stupid you, and your wig's fuck crooked. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I set up a better profile. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find Lindsay, you have to click in the show more. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Ironclaw 6969. That's all it says. Um, but one thing I know a lot of people, and I've also been thinking that way, is like, okay, now that we've, now that now that we've tricked the normies into treating <laughs> wrestling like a serious art form, what other biopics do we need? And of course, everyone is like, well, it's obviously got to be Eddie Guerrero. Like we've we've got to have a Eddie Guerrero. And and it sounds like folks are saying Pedro Pascal for that. Which I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. I'll take a wrestle, Daddy. Look, if we can get because uh, uh, Bad Bunny, he's been in a couple of movies where he's actually been like uh, pretty decent. Um, yep. If we could, if we, I mean, he he would be a brother. He would not be Eddie Guerrero. I'm not. Yeah. I, look, look, Benito, Benito, my love. Oh. I love you. I'm not. I, I would not put you at the at the at the head of that. But those two lines that he had in Cassandro, you know, Ali, he's not. He's not bringing it <laughs> home with those two lines and that one lingering look. Uh, but he was great in Bullet Train. Uh, <laughs> I love Bullet Train. Yeah, he was fantastic he was great in Bullet, Bullet Train. Train. Yeah. So who I, else would you want to see? I want a, a China. A China biopic yeah. would, would go so hard that's uh that's actually what's going to be what i was going to say oh. was china i i think um i'm really interested in like what's happening right now like in terms of wrestling because like it's becoming a different form of mainstream yeah where yeah. it's not that you it's not that i watch wrestling it's that i'm aware of these wrestlers and so it's it's um it's really exciting because it's like yeah, wrestling can be a little annoying sometimes, but all I want is people to like respect yeah. it and understand like yeah. the trials and tribulations these people go through. So I, I think, I think we won't talk about that one man who's a, a terrible person that people. He don't want. need nothing. He's fine. Leave, leave him wherever it is he ended if, up. Uh, even if you wanted to do that, you talk about Nancy. China, I think China is one of those a uh, uh, very rare um, woman wrestlers where most people know her name. She For was. Story. Truly mainstream, yep. and 
I think her store, I, my only thing about it is that, like, she just had so many fucking terrible people around her, and yeah. I don't want any of them to get any money off no, of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, it's Amy Winehouse syndrome, right? It's like, get your mitts off the money, yeah. bitch. Hands off. <laughs> but I, I think her story could be incredible and really empowering to see a, a woman on screen who looks like that, again, for that type of role. So I'm I'm all about a, a, a China um as much as possible. And- Why did Gina Carano have to be such a piece of shit that would have been right? so good? Oh, damn it. God damn it. Perfect for the role. God damn it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to need you both on board for this because I think pitch we me, have babe. to take the uh, pitch out like this week and we're going to need to open the writer's room ASAP. Um, I want the crown, but wrestling. Keep talking. I want a fictionalized history of the McMahon family starting with Vincent Sr. and Vince as a boy and all that mad shit he talked about in that Playboy interview. We might need to option the Playboy interview. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out along the way. We'll figure it out, yeah, yeah. And then we do multiple seasons following the development of the WWE as it swallows up territories, as it becomes a TV phenomenon, as it then takes on WCW, as it then, you know, ebbs and flows, right up until we get to (sighs) modern day implosion where it turns into succession. I think I, it's there, look, you guys. I think it's there. Look, Ryan Murphy, just look, you've got, we, we'll write it. I will make myself available, but it's all there. It. Like, it's all well, there. Is, wrestling is the, not, I don't want to say wrestling, but like WWE in particular is the example of something where it's like, you don't even have to like add weird shit to no, it. No. You just literally can it's just say, yes, Vince McMahon yeah. wanted a storyline where he fucked his daughter. <laughs> like, you literally just yeah. write what happened well, and it's intriguing. And go back to all that early mad stuff like what he did when he was a kid and when he was a teenager. Like, his early Stealing life cars is and nuts. Like... Even if a fraction of what he claims is true is true, I'm like, we need five seasons of it, six seasons in a movie. It's six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Because we gotta wait till he's dead to wrap it up. Is all I'm saying. No, I don't want. Uh, I don't want him to be around to be able to give notes. No, I want this to no. Happen well, but this is why you like... option an article, right? This is why we option. And also, Vincent Man can't even give notes yeah. in TKO. Julian, cut this because it's too good. <laughs> don't give it away. Yeah, we're just gonna do this but now. I want it. All right, I want it. We're uh, look. All right, we're gonna take a break right now. We're gonna discuss more about how we're gonna actually try to make this show happen. But when we come back, we have got three things from wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Tights. Hallelujah! Hello! Welcome, everyone! Step right up. We're going to heal you. We are the healers, Ross and Carrie. Yes, yes. You there. You look like you're upset. Come up here. Yes, you are healed because you've listened to our podcast. Yes. Have you been having trouble with demons? Are you sleeping too much? Too little? Just right? We have the solution. It is to listen to Oh Oh No, no, Ross Ross and and Carrie. A show where we examine unusual claims. We show up so you don't have to. Find us on MaximumFun.org. We won't actually heal you. The human mind can be tricky. Your mental health can be complex. Your emotional life can be complicated. So it helps to talk about it. 
I'm John Moe. Join me each week on my show, Depression Mode with John Moe. It's in-depth conversations about mental health with writers, musicians, comedians, doctors, and experts. Folks like Noah Khan, Sashir Zameda, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. We talk about depression, anxiety, trauma, imposter syndrome, and perfectionism. We have the kind of conversations that a lot of folks are hesitant to have themselves. Listen, and you won't feel as alone, and you'll have some laughs, too. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined by... Lindsay Kelp. And... Tardell Mitchell. Oh, so cute. Now we are going to share three things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is the three count. I'm doing it with my mouth. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it with our mouths. I'll think it was two, ready? three. Watch my One, three count. Two, oh, yeah. There's That's a new it. bit. There's a new bit, Danielle. That's right. It's a new Lee bit. Hold oh, this in, it, Julian. We got it. Okay. One, two, three. Watch, Watch my three, three count. count. One, One, two. <laughs> Three. That was terrible. But we got that. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. I gave moral support. I, well, now you've got to give your, you've got to give what you're putting over because Darnell, we are polite young ladies. Guests go first here. So Darnell, what you got? I'm putting over something that I'm sure everyone is uh, loving as well. I'm putting over our fucking truth. Um, yeah. I, we talked about him on the podcast last week about how much we love him. Uh, but I also want to uh, sort of talk about what he's doing for the Judgment Day. It's mm. something that's very hard, and it reminds me of what Sami Zayn did for Bloodline. When mm. you have a long story, and to be able to add freshness into it and to get the fans involved in something that they might have stalled on, that's true talent. And what R-Truth is doing, I will like to put a disclaimer, I do not like the AI that was used on Monday Night Raw, even though it's a cute little story, but I do not believe in AI because my friends are artists. But I believe what he is actually doing as a person is incredible to see as a, what, 50-year-old man Ooh. still out there wrestling incredibly, looking great because that black and cracking, sure and instilling a, a new sort of uh, amount of funness which you almost never got from the Judgment Day. And that is, he is incredible and everyone needs to watch everything he's doing right now. I love, love, love that. And yeah, no, everything he's been doing with the Judgment Day has been fantastic. And you were right, he's slipping right into like, giving that like jolt of something that it needs the way Sami Zayn did. Good call, Lindsay Kelk. I also wanted to put over R-Truth. I wanted to specifically Look. put over that segment, which was amazing because the way I rolled around my floor, I fully ruffled when he referred to Dom <laughs> and Nick Mysterio. Rhea, Finn, Priest, Tom and Nick Mysterio. Even though I never met Nick, he's still my brother. Finally, I want to send a message to every WWE superstar on behalf of the Judgment Day. We are always here if you want to talk. I died <laughs> the way I died. It was amazing. But so go watch that. But since that's been put over, um, 
I love to say I want to put over our new Netflix series, Chokehold, about the saga of the McMahon family that I just <laughs> Look, named. we're making it happen. And then honestly, just want to put over all of the wrestlers that came out and did the holiday tour this year because it truly, truly was one of the, my most joyous wrestling experiences. It was so fun. The vibe was so nice. Everyone was there to have a good time. Mm. Crowd went off for Phil, for Pepsi Phil. They, there was one man sat next to us who kept shouting, nobody wants you here and you can't wrestle. And I am so proud of that man for standing by his beliefs when literally <laughs> the entire Los Angeles forum is screaming like, CM Punk, CM Punk. And he's like, boo, boo to you, sir. You can't wrestle. And I'm like, well. We all hate him, right, guys? Meanwhile, everyone's holding up their right? ice cream sandwiches. And everyone's and wearing fucking... the t-shirt. Everyone was wearing the hoodie. And I was just like, to have brass balls of that man that's what i that's the energy i want to take into 2024 the brass balls i guess that's what i'm putting over this man's brass balls that's it that's so funny good for your balls sir good for your balls sir well done stick to your stick to your guns balls so wrestle twitter has been wild this week wrestle twitter is wild every week but it was like especially wild this week so i'm not gonna get into the minutiae of that y'all all saw it and it was hilarious i just want to put over a couple things one of them is a tweet from tony atlas that i had to check to make sure it was his real account <laughs> oh my god that just yes. said i am a shoe slave to white women only Punch me, stomp me, kick me, and I'll still ask for seconds. It's a grown meal for grown men. I have to believe he's advertising something. Like, I have to believe that this is him being like, look, if you would like to be cucked, I am here to cuck for you. Is he on the HelloFresh? Is he getting that HelloFresh bag? Is that what's happening here? Is he picking up some home chef monies? Look, it's a full meal for a full man. It made me laugh. Obviously, it's like fucking awful and terrible but I thought it was really funny so uh, I'm literally just like I don't it reminded me very much of when that video of Alfonso Ribeiro went around where he's just like I be fucking white oh, girls yeah. it's like Alfonso what are you babe no <laughs> um, but yeah so I, it, it's funny and whatever like it's uh, Tony Atlas was in the game for a while he's been hit on the head a lot we're gonna give grace also someone from uh, put on squared circle I guess DJ Wu Kid went on a podcast and was like oh I was there at All In when the, the big fight happened when Tony was scared for his life. And it's like a short blurb. It's basically a repeat of everything that we had previously heard. But this person added the detail where he said, um, and I've got to, I got to quote this because I, I just think, I think it's funny. Oh, someone, uh, someone already took it down as false information. Whatever. No. I still think it's hilarious. Whether or not the podcast actually happened. I just think that this description is so funny. They described as there was a huge brawl and that the big Hawaiian looking dude was trying to break it up. I'm assuming they met Samoa Joe. So now in my head, I'm just going to oh, call him big Hawaiian amazing. looking J Joe from now on. <laughs> that's his name. His name is Hawaiian looking oh, Joe from now on. I mean, as long oh. as he gets that. Awful. discount on the islands i i guess the way that they did it when i lived in hawaii is that you just had to have like an address because i lived on barracks obviously i'm not local i'm not hawaiian i lived on uh i lived on schofield barracks and i could get the kamaaina discount with my card that had my id on it or my address on it you lived in hawaii i did whereas my friend is just filipino and he's getting that discount so uh, you don't even have to have the barracks That's so cool <laughs> yeah you cool. don't yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, when I, I I grew up military, so I lived in Hawaii twice. Uh, I started school there, and then I went there later for, like, intermediate Shit. high school. Yeah, yeah, I grew up military. I just lived in Virginia. Oh. <laughs> I did Indiana Jesus. once, so we're even. We're even. She's cooler than all of us. Welcome to the world of realizing that Danielle is cooler than any of us will ever be. I just have this. This is the truth. 
Uh, be, I, just, I just got weird stories. And so that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. <laughs> I ended it on a white girl foot fetish. Congratulations. <laughs> this is what happens. Look, when Julian's away, Danielle's will play. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fight. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kalk along with me and Danielle Radford. And of course, our special guest, Darnell Mitchell. Thank you so much for coming back. Woo. What you got to plug this week, baby? Uh, I will uh, plug my Twitter at Dinolicious, and I will plug again. I am actually officially going to be doing commentary for a show in Ritual Park, New Jersey, for next month uh, called Show Abunga Rushers Lab. Uh, that will be on February 18th. That's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, kids under 10 get in for free. But, but yeah, you know, it's family friendly. But if you are in the tri state area, please come. Uh, please say hi. I'm trying to figure out my outfit now. Heck yeah. Well, see, but you already have all the pieces in the know. I love when he says figure out his outfit. With with me, it's like I'm literally (laughs) shopping. I'm like, I got to find just one dress because I don't have time to figure this stuff out. And Darnell's like, I just imagine that your clothes looks like shares when she opens it up. I was going to say exactly that. He's sharing Clueless (laughs) with the automated system. I have a wedding this Sunday and I said to my friend, I was like, okay, can I wear a yellow suit or can I wear a pink suit? Or can I? He was just like, Darnell, just wear navy suit i was like oh i got six six of double <laughs> okay so do i do the bespoke navy suit and are we thinking double breasted is it See, like with a fine terms. pinstripe yeah. like what are we doing like, i'm doing a double breasted pinstripe actually oh magic oh i magic. can't yeah. wait to see photos i'm loving of that, that 40s vibe that's coming in I'm right very now excited. Looser cut. love it very yeah i love a looser cut i'm all about high sorry tangent High-waisted trousers are in, y'all. And also, I'd like to put over people pronouncing Barry Keoghan's name correctly. Um, and not Keoghan, which is what they said on the announcer, oh, too. Oh, he pronounced a lot of people's names wrong. Uh, he was struggling. I know. He was struggling. I, oh, no, not, not the fella, the, the announcer, um, the, the teleprompter fella got it wrong. But that's not the problem. Um, I would like to put over, I don't know, stuff uh books and stuff <laughs> instagram i'm back on instagram i took a week off and i highly recommend it to anyone who wishes to retain their sanity but i'm back so don't take it off now come see me because i'm probably selling some stuff yeah. uh, i'd like to sell it to you books books let's do that books um for me um same as usual just find me on twitter if i'm doing anything you can find it there if you go check out staff picks on cracked which is a thing go check out i did a bunch of stuff for dropout last year so go check all of those things out as well uh my biggest tweet today was me being very snarky about selena gomez and i feel like i'm gonna get into trouble but that's fine uh just ignore that i didn't even say i I didn't say the word they announced that she's playing linda rodstadt and someone i i know posted it and i just wait linda she's playing linda ronstein look and so my my response was who's gonna do the dash and it was enough for people to know what i was asking um (laughs) who blew by who boy but were you lying (laughs) Uh, look and there look there's different kinds of singing everyone is beautiful all voices are wonderful um our producer is the royal pun bull julian burrell and i just got myself into more trouble i could have just said nothing and i would have been fine damn it danielle (laughs) senior producer at maximum fun is laura swisher mike eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we are putting him over for that thank you to all of the max fun members that keep this show going and keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at maxfunstore.com and celebrate ice cream Christmas with us all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah.
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.